Here is a sermon that was preached by Pastor Ballin in one of the Sunday morning services. This morning, I would like to title my sermon as Hope in the Midst of Despair. Hope in the Midst of Despair. I'd like to turn our Bibles to Ezekiel chapter 37. Ezekiel chapter 37, we are going to read from verse 1 through 14. We'll get the scripture on screen. Ezekiel 37, verse 1. Then the hand of the Lord came upon me and brought me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley. And it was full of bones. Then he caused me to pass by them all around and behold, there were many, very many in the open valley, and indeed there were, they were very dry. Verse 3, Ezekiel 37. And he said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? So I answered, O Lord God, you know. Again he said to me, prophesy to these bones, and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, Surely I will cause breath to enter into you, and you shall live. I will put sinews on you, and bring flesh upon you, cover you with skin, and put breath in you, and you shall live. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I prophesied, there, were a noise, there was a noise, and suddenly a rattling, and the bones came together, bone to bone. Indeed, as I licked, the sinews and the flesh came upon them, and the skin covered them over, but there was no breath in them. Also he said to me, prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, and said to the breath, thus says the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breath, and breath on these slain, that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and breath came into them. And they lived and stood up their feet, an exceedingly great army. Then he said to me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. They indeed say, Our bones are dry, our hope is lost, and we ourselves are cut off. Therefore prophesy and say to them, Thus says the Lord God, Behold, O my people, I will open your graves and cause you to come up from your graves and bring you into the land of Israel. Then you shall know that I am the Lord when I have opened your graves O my people and uh, and brought you up from your graves and verse 14 i will put my spirit in you and you shall live and i will place you in your own land then you shall know that i the lord have spoken it and performed it says the lord so here we read a scripture portion that describes the vision can you say vision 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 of resurrection Ezekiel had. There were a massive resurrection that was happening from the dead, back into life. You know, this is, I believe this is a very utterly unknown to the nature. Nature would have ever seen such a massive resurrection. It's totally contrary to the law of nature. Because we see the dry bones becoming live. And Ezekiel was asked... To look at the valley, the valley was full of dry bones. Bones were scattered everywhere. They were, it's not a pile of bones, but it was bones scattered everywhere in that valley. Ezekiel was asked, 
Can these bones live? What a stupid question. Can these bones live? And that was a question asked to Ezekiel. And eventually Ezekiel was asked to prophesy to the bones. And as he prophesied, something happened there. There was a great noise. And sudden rattling, sudden shaking of the valley. And bones came together. The bones started moving. And they were finding their mate. All the bones, they came, moved here and there. They were just finding their mate. And sinews and flesh came upon them. And they were covered with skin. But there was no breath. And Ezekiel was again asked to prophesy over the breath. And breath came from all the four different directions. And the bones stood as a great army. That was a vision that did not happen really. That was a vision that Ezekiel saw. So I want to move further this morning. Why this vision was given to Ezekiel? Basically, this vision was given to Ezekiel to see the condition of God's own people. Who are God's own people? Israelites, the Jews, children of Israel. You know, God had given this vision to Ezekiel just to tell him, These are the, this is the condition of my people. And the bones, Bible says, the bones are the whole household of Israel. Both the ten tribes and the two tribes. All the twelve tribes together. And these are, these tribes are the bone that I showed you. That's what God said. Let's talk a little bit about the situation of God's people at that moment. Children of Israel, I talk about the northern kingdom. If you know the history, just come after me. Northern kingdom, Israel, was taken as captives by Assyrians. Judah, the southern kingdom, was taken as captive by Babylonians. And eventually, Babylonians defeated Assyrians, and they took both the kingdom, the northern kingdom and the southern kingdom. Are you with me this morning? The northern kingdom is known as Israel, and the southern kingdom is Judah. And both the kingdoms were taken as captive by Babylonians. The Jews in Babylon, they were like the dead bones. They were like the dry bones. Like the bone, you know, there is no likelihood of these bones becoming a body. They were so dry. They were just dry as this. Just dry bones were found in the valley. You know, their bodies were just reduced into bones. And they were buried in the depth of their despair. Because they are not living in their own nation. They are under captivity. They were just buried alive in the land of the enemy. Babylonians are not just friendly nation. They were just enemy to the children of God. And that's where children of God were at that point of time. Their hopes were buried alive. Have you come across the situation in your life? Your hopes are buried alive? Yes? Yes? At times our hopes are buried alive. We think great things about our future, but we find that our hopes are buried somewhere. They had no hopes. No hopes at all. 
There is no hope that they will be brought back to their own nation of Israel. Where probably they could live in their prosperity. But there was no hope at all. And this is what is their cry. We read that in Ezekiel 37 verse 11. This is what is their cry. They say, listen to this. Then he said to me, son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. They indeed say, this is what they say. Our bones are dry. Can you say that with me? Our bones are dry. Our hope is lost. And we ourselves are cut off. We are totally cut off from the rest of the people since the time we, when we were taken as captive. We are totally cut off from the promised land. Even though we are the remnant, but even we are totally cut off among ourselves by dividing ourselves into two different nations. They were totally cut off and this is what is their cry. That's the situation of the people of God in the land of Babylon. Let's look at the bones, as scripture says. The bones. There were many of these bones in the open valley. You can imagine all kinds of bones. I don't know what bone this is, but then, you know, all kinds of bones. The leg, the arms, skull, all kinds of bones. Small pieces of finger bones. Everything was just lying there in the, in, in the valley. And Bible says they were very dry bones. You know, they have been exposed to sunlight for a long time, I believe, and winds that was blowing on the bones. And that made the bones very dry. Can you say that with me? The bones were very dry. The bones were very dry. You know, usually the bone is moistened with marrow inside. But the moisture in the marrow has narrowed down to dust. There is no marrow inside the bone. That means there is no moisture inside the bone. The bones have become very dry. And these bones were buried in the grave a long time ago. So the soil kind of got corroded and eroded. And the bones just came to the surface and they were just, you know, filling the valley. The expectation was... The bone to live. The expectation was the bone to live. You know, but it is amazing to know that these bones could hear God's word. Can you imagine? When he prophesied, these bones listened and these bones started moving to different directions. These dry bones could listen to the word of God. Word of God is powerful, isn't it? Do you feel that? Power in the word of God. Word of God is powerful. Even it could move these bones as Ezekiel was prophesying. Now in this hopelessness, let's see the hope that God gives. You know the truth is that God sees the condition of his people even in the enemy's land. You know that's the reason God sent Ezekiel and gave him a vision. God gave him a vision. We are talking about in the midst of the hopelessness. We see the hope that God gives. Can you say hopelessness? And can you say the hope that God gives? That's what we are going to talk about. He caused Ezekiel to walk around the valley. Ezekiel was just walking around the valley. That's what the Bible says. And he asked Ezekiel to prophesy the bones. 
Can we read the scriptures verses 4 through 6 again? 4 through 6, Ezekiel 37. Again, he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to those bones, surely I will cast breath into them and you shall live. I will put sinews on you and bring flesh upon you, cover you with skin and put breath in you and you shall live. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. God sent Ezekiel with a prophetical word. And this is what he said, I will cause breath into you and you shall live. And he said, I will put sinews, I will put flesh and I will cover you with skin. And I will open the grave and bring you out of the grave. Look at the promises. Look at the care that God provides his people. I will bring you into the land of Israel. I will place you in your own nation. Now you are divided. And you are going to be joined together. If you read Ezekiel 37 further down, we'll not go there. God is showing another vision of two sticks in the hands of Ezekiel. One stick represents, listen to this. One stick represents the nation of Israel and the other stick represents the nation of, which nation? Can I hear from all of you? Which nation? All of you. Come on, all of you this morning. Judah. Right? So Judah is the southern nation. She took two sticks. One representing nation of Israel and the other one nation of Judah. And God is asking them, asking Ezekiel to join them together. And they became one stick. One nation. Promise of God. Even in the enemy's land, when even their bones were dry, even when they were buried, God's eyes were upon his people. And God says, I will do it. I will do it. You know, it is very true that God gives hope when there is no hope. And God says, you better know that I am God. You better know that I am God. You know, that speaks to me this morning. At times we don't know who our God is. At times we underestimate our God. But God wakes us up and he says, better you know that I am God. And God gives such an amazing hope in the midst of despair, in the midst of hopelessness. Now, this is what is my message. This is, I want to, this is what I want to say to you. There is hope. There is hope. Number one, from this, this is what I understand. Number one, your situation doesn't matter for God. Amen? Your situation doesn't matter for God. We may not be in our own land. We may not be with our own family. At times we may be feeling that we are in the enemy's territory. We don't get to see our own children at times. We are far away. At times, you know, some of the blessings that God has given to us, we feel that they are robbed. I'm talking to you. Don't you feel that? Some of those blessings that you thought God has given to you. But now those blessings are robbed from you. My situation doesn't matter for God. Can you say that with me? Can you say that out loud this morning? My situation doesn't matter for God. My situation doesn't matter for God. You don't know how we are going to organize that financial need that you are facing today. You don't know from where you will get that help. You don't know how to move forward. But God says, my situation, your situation doesn't really matter for me. God cared for those Jews when they were in the land of the enemy. 
I believe the re- there is a reason why God cared for his own people because of the covenant that God made with them. Do you know that our God is a covenant-keeping God? He has made covenants with us. I will just remind you with some of the covenants. God says, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. Covenant of God. As a father pities for his children, so the Lord pities those who fear him. Covenant of God. And God says, I will pour out water on him who is thirsty and floods on the dry ground. And I will pour my spirit on your descendants and my blessings on your offsprings. Covenant. Covenant. I will pour my spirit on your descendants. I will pour my blessings on your offsprings. Where are your descendants today? Where are your offsprings today? If that is a covenant of God, we want to see our children flourishing. We want to see our generation growing. Our God is a covenant keeping God. You know, this morning I believe God is speaking to you. If your children are walking away from God, if your children are not found in the presence of God, you need to check with God. Is it a covenant really that God made with me? All your children shall be taught by by the Lord and great shall be the peace of your children. Are your children living in peace? Are they taught by the Lord? Covenant of God. And he says, no one shall be able to stand against you until you have destroyed them. You know, God made such covenants with his people and even to us today. And the reason why our situation doesn't matter for God is because of the covenant. He has already spoken. And that is A and Amen. Nobody can change what God already spoke. What already God has promised to you, nobody has to be. But you need to be awake in the land of the living, in the land of the enemy, just to grab that blessing from God. He will send help on time. How many witnesses here? God sending help on the right time in our lives. Amen? Amen. He will send ravens to feed us. He will send Elijah to care for that widow. He will send many such blessings. A big fish on the way of Jonah. He will send the right people on your way. You need to hold on to God. Because he's a covenant keeping God. And today, we may be seeing only the dry bones. Dust over the bones. You need to take the bone and just dust it off. Because the bone has been dry for such a long time. But the God on whom we trust today is able to send life in those dry bones. Our situation doesn't really matter. Number two, in man's eyes, hope is lost. But in God's eyes, hope is still alive. When man looks at the valley, there is no hope. There is absolutely no hope. Are you listening to me this morning? There is no hope at all. Absolutely there is no hope in the valley. But in God's eyes, the hope is still alive. alive. Where is the hope for the dry bones? Absolutely there is no hope for the dry bones. Think about dry bones, they are just very dry. Dry. Deep dry. There is no hope. Job says, very beautiful scripture in Job chapter 14 verses 7 through 10. Listen to this, for there is hope for a tree. 
if it is cut down, that it will sprout again, and that it tend, its tender shoots will not cease, though its roots may grow old in the earth. Reading from Job chapter 14, verses 7 through 10. And its stump may die in the ground, yet at the scent of water it will bud and bring forth branches like a plant. But when man dies and is laid away, indeed he breathes his last breath. And where is he? You know, Job says there is no hope for you and me. When we are buried, we are just gone from this world. But a tree branch is cut down and put on the ground, it's going to shoot tenders when it is wet. Dry bones have no hope at all. And I can give you some examples of what happened when Babylonians took children of Israel as captives. Babylonian king, they came to utterly destroy Jerusalem. They destroyed the whole city. They burned the houses. That's what scripture says. They brought down the temple of God. Temple of God was completely destroyed by Babylonians. And they took men and women as captive and went to Babylon. Where is the hope? Where is the hope? You know, Babylonians were, were very cruel taskmasters. One example I can give from the history. There are many examples. One example, King Zedekiah. The last king of Judah, the southern kingdom. King Zedekiah was taken as a captive to Babylon. And he saw his children, his sons were killed by the Babylonians in front of his own eyes. And eventually his eyes were plucked out by the Babylonians. If that could happen for a king, what was the hope of a citizen who was taken as a captive to Babylon? In man's eyes, there is no hope. The hope is lost. But in God's eyes, hope is still alive. Can you repeat this with me? In man's eyes, hope is lost. But in God's eyes, hope is still alive. Think about Joseph. When he was pushed into the pit, his brother's eyes, the hope is lost. He was just gone, buried. That's it. Somebody has taken him and sold him. That's it. But in God's eyes, Hope was still alive. Joseph was alive. And God was bringing the redemption through the life of Joseph. Think about Jesus. Jesus himself. Bible says, the gospels record this. It says, the stone which the builders rejected. And that stone has become the chief cornerstone. And this was the Lord's doing. Who did that? God did that. And it is marvelous in our eyes. Jesus was rejected, but God raised him up. In the eyes of man, the hope is lost. But in the eyes of God, the hope is still alive. Number three. It is true that we are brought to dust. But God is able to restore. It is true that the bones were dusty. But God is able to restore them. They were not just bones. Bible says they were dry bones. Dust, totally disintegrated, the powder get mixed with the ground. Totally dry bones. You know, this morning I just want you to think about your life, what is going on right now in your life. Some of the hope is gone in our lives. Some of our health is gone. 
Our future is a question. We are not sure which direction to turn. Frustration in life and we feel like giving up or we have already given up. We don't have strength to move further. Bones that are dry to the core. When we came to Canada, just want to talk something practical. We thought Canada is going to be like heaven. How many of you feel heaven in Canada? Can you see hands? Do you feel heaven in Canada? Anila? No, right? We don't feel heaven in Canada. That was our hope. Some of you thought that, you know, my family life is going to be just like heaven. You thought, you know, I'll get married and I'll get settled. I'll be blessed with generations, children, and my family is going to be like heaven. Do we have anybody coming from the heavenly family? Your family is like heaven? Yes? Yes? Family is like heaven? No? <laughs> Some of you are faithful to say no. Some of you are really just saying without knowing what to say, what else can say. We're talking about we are brought to dust, but God is able to restore. You thought when I get into this job, this job is going to help and give all that I need. But that's not true. That's not job is not the same job that we thought of. It took life out of you. Do you do you really know that? When you turn back and see, it took really life out of you, the job. It was not just an easy joke. Today at times we feel that we are brought to dust. But God is able to restore. Can you say that with me? God, if you believe me, God, if you believe God, God is able to restore. And Ezekiel came and he prophesied. And there were sudden noises. There were rattling and the bones came together and they joined together. Sinews came and flesh came and covered with skin. He is a God of restoration. Can you say it with me? He is a God of restoration. We read a scripture in Joel chapter 2 verse 25. Joel says, in fact God says, I will restore to you the years that the swarming locust has eaten. The crawling locust, the consuming locust, and the chewing locust, my great army which I sent among you. You know, our God is the God of restoration. You know, if you feel that you lost already so many years in your career, if you feel that you lost already so many years in your marriage life, Bible says God is a God of restoration. You know, you need to believe in that God who can restore your lives and bring you back. Jerusalem, the good news for you is God is going to restore you. You know, in fact, God is telling them, Jerusalem, you will never be corrupted by the idols and the, by the foreign gods in your neighboring countries. The way Jerusalem was corrupted. You will never again be corrupted in the same way. And God is saying that I'm going to restore you. Temple is going to be built among you. Was the temple built after the captivity? Yes? No? Yes. Zerubbabel, under the leadership of Zerubbabel, they came back to, to the land of Israel and they built the temple. We are talking about our God is a God of restoration and there was a great revival. People were coming to the temple of God and there were celebrations started again in the temple of God. Once again, the nation was turning towards God. 
we are talking about our god is a god of god of restoration even though we are brought to the dust of the ground our god can restore our lives we need to believe that we need to believe that finally what god was showing to ezekiel gives me hope of resurrection hope of resurrection we said that our situation doesn't really matter for god in man's eyes hope is lost but god's eyes hope is still alive we are brought to the dust of the ground but god is able to restore us now ezekiel is also telling me resurrection is real how many of you believe in the resurrection bodily resurrection that god mentioned god has given to his children ezekiel tells me very clearly resurrection is going to be real one day graves are going to be open and god is going to resurrect us let's read ezekiel 37 verse 13 again listen to this prophetical scriptures i'm taking this ezekiel 37 13 excuse me and i'm going to apply this not on that day into the future the things that to come ezekiel 37 13 then you shall know that i am the lord when i have opened your graves listen to this oh my people and brought you up from your graves paul writes in thessalonians first thessalonians paul says the trumpet is going to be heard the trumpet of the lord is going to be heard graves are going to open and the dead in christ will rise first the dead in christ will rise first god is showing that to ezekiel and he's saying that oh my people and brought you up from your graves god is going to do that in the future you know that gives me hope let's read verse 13 sorry 14 i will put my spirit in you when we are taken out of the graves god is going to cover us with a cloth that is immortal god is going to give us a figure that is immortal who is going to do that the spirit of god the spirit of god is going to do that you know our body is going to be transformed in the twinkling of an eye not with the same flesh but with the heavenly body with with an immortal body with a glorified body and he says i will put my spirit in you and you shall live the bones shall live and today i know that i'm going to live with the lord forever and ever eternally this prophecy gives me hope about my future resurrection and i will place you in your own land god is prophesying to the children of israel saying that i'm going to place you i'm going to take you back and i'm going to place you in the land of israel now if i take that to the future god is telling me he is going to place me in my own land where is our own land heaven heaven bible says in philippians chapter 3 verse 20 bible says for our citizenship is in heaven our citizenship is not in canada not in any other country our citizenship is in heaven it doesn't really matter if we don't become a citizen of any nation but let's become a citizen of heaven and god is going to place us in our own land for our citizenship is in heaven from which we also eagerly wait for the savior the lord jesus christ and end of verse 14 is the kill 37 then you shall know that i the lord have spoken it and performed it says the lord 
And Ezekiel, Ezekiel is also telling me that there is life after death. There is hope. Even if I die, even if I leave this world, one day I'm going to rise and I'm going to live with him forever and ever. You know, that is our hope. On that hope we stand today. Amen? Let's close. Let's summarize this morning what God spoke to us. We saw the situation of God's own people in the land of the enemy. And we had a closer look at the bones and I understood how dry these bones were. Now in this hopeless situation, we, see, we saw the hope that God gave to his people. But as I said, my message this morning is this. Our situation really doesn't matter for God. In man's eyes, hope is lost, but God's eyes, hope is still alive. It is true that we are brought to the dust, but God is able to restore. There is a hope. That is the hope of resurrection. Hope you are blessed by this teaching. Please write to Pastor Balan Swaminathan at balan at hibm.org. God bless you.